Hello, and welcome to the Fun and Sobriety Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan, and I am an alcoholic. So today's Fun and Sobriety Podcast is a conversation podcast. Um, You know, as Murphy's Law would dictate, the moment I decided to put the podcast on pause for... Uh, to address other things going on in my life, I, uh, someone reached out and asked if I would be interested in talking with them. Um, and uh, of course, I, I took that opportunity right away as it was a, a, a friend, acquaintance, someone I've known for a while um, through the last few years who is in early recovery, early sobriety, and has gotten sober in the middle of this pandemic. And, you know, that's been a item that's been on my mind a lot since things started closing down and and access to support networks became more difficult i've you know i've been thinking about people maintaining or trying to even get sober in the middle of this so an opportunity to talk with somebody who has experienced that and has been able to maintain um six months of sobriety i I spoke with this gentleman on his six month sobriety birthday um and uh, yeah, so without any further ado, let's uh, listen to my conversation with Eric L. Let's just jump right into this shit, man. So, <laughs> Eric, it's uh, it's really. Uh, uh, it's awesome to to st- well sit down to talk to you. Although technically I'm standing right now in my room, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been a minute since I've done one of these uh, conversations with somebody. So I appreciate you reaching out, and uh, I hope that I don't have too many wiggles that I have to get out so it doesn't. It's not awkward, but uh, anyway. you know, I'm I'm sure it will be a little bit awkward. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> so yeah, um, this is uh, this is. Uh, my, uh, well, I want to say my friend, Eric, my acquaintance, Eric, I, you know, th- 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 we're not like besties by any stretch, but I certainly consider you a, a bud. A yeah, friend. Oh, for sure. Um, we're not, we're not calling each other and hanging out on the weekends. But. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, part of it's, it's ironic that you reached out to, um, see if I would, I would, I would have you on the podcast when you did. Cause I had just then decided I was going to put the podcast aside for a while. So of course, oh, nice. of course that's when the universe would be like, Nope, not yet. Um, and yeah, pretty much. And the opportunity to talk to you was perfect, right? Because uh, perfect for what's going on in the world right now, in my opinion, because you're, um, you reached out cause yesterday, I believe was your six month sobriety date, correct? It is. It is actually today. Oh, today. Is, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I convinced myself that I had it backwards because I was juggling different days to talk to you, but okay. Congratulations, man. Six months. That's, that's remarkable in its of itself. But right now in the middle of this pandemic, that is uh, <laughs> difficult, admirable. I don't know what, what words to put in there. I know, since this whole thing kicked off and we've been stuck, I, I at least did not have the support network that I normally rely on on a weekly and daily basis. I All I could think was, man, this is going to be a real nightmare for people who are trying to get sober right now. So, I, you know, finding out that you were sitting on six months 
I, I definitely wanted to hear from you. So, I mean, congratulations, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a, a really good six months. Um, good. That's good. Certainly yeah. my, well, I mean, it's just weird because in most, <laughs> in most ways the last six months have been just awful all around sure <laughs> yeah but i guess i guess for me personally they've been uh they've been pretty good so that's that's really good to hear because I, I i have spoken to a handful of people who have been struggling with sobriety you know getting or staying sober in the last six months and they don't they definitely aren't chuckling about it and they're definitely not describing it as uh you know positive so i mean <laughs> right. let's let's just uh if you don't mind, let's just jump right in, man. Like, like, what was going on six months ago? What, what? I guess I'm not doing the math in my head. What would be the day? Uh, what day was that? July 25th? Yeah, then? it was. Okay. It was July 25th. Okay. So, so like, you know, you, you use your own words. Like, what was going on back then that made you like just realize, shit, I better do this? Yeah. Well, God, I it definitely goes back a lot further than that. Obviously, I mean, you've known me for. About what seven years now? Yeah, roughly? yeah, that's uh, that's true. Yeah, I, I guess that's true because yeah, I was I was trying to describe how long I'd known you to my girlfriend, and I yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I I would say roughly that, and I mean, <laughs> you you knew me at, at Liquid and in Boise. Uh, sure. Well, and you were <laughs> you were you were a young you're you're a young, you're still a young guy, but you were like just twenty one when I met you, correct? Yeah, I, okay. I think yeah, like twenty two or something. Okay, okay, just just at that age where you're really starting to kick off if you're if you love drinking. So right, yeah, and I and I sure did. This <laughs> 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 uh, a big a big thing. Yeah, and so I guess I'll go back a little bit to okay. um, specifically when everything shut down um, for the pandemic. Work, for the pandemic, yeah, yeah, I guess we'll we'll start there for okay. for this. Okay. Um, so that would have been in in March, and I was working as a, a bartender at a cidery here in Colorado, okay. where I live. Um, and we had like a farm to table restaurant and stuff. And so when things shut down, I volunteered to cook at the restaurant because ah, okay. they're making meal they're making meals for us, um, you know, for the company and stuff. And so I helped with that, and they're like, "Well, we can't pay you, but you can obviously have all the cider that you want." Uh. Um, and so, you know, I was just taking home like cases of it and, ah, okay. and you know, drinking on the job, which was nice, like at sure. the time. Sure. Um, for sure. Uh and then that kept up for a while and then as the as the lockdown wore on, I started looking into getting back into school to finish up. Okay. Um and I, I got really motivated about that and in like June I decided like I was gonna quit drinking to to kind of get ready for school and to get things a bit more leveled out. Um, so that was about two or three months of, of a little bit higher uh, drink intake combined with not really having any social life. Is Am I reading that yeah. correctly? Okay. Yeah, that was definitely a lot of that. And I mean, okay. let's not get it twisted. I was drinking a lot before that, too. Okay, but, sure, uh, sure. But that just sort of set these events in motion, I guess, specifically. Okay. Um, and you, and you, okay. So, and in June, going back to school, somewhere in your head, you were like, and I probably need to cut down drinking. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. And so I took, I took the month of June and that was when I did a lot of the sort of bureaucratic stuff of getting back into school. Sure. Um, and taking care of all that. And I was sober doing it and I was, I was doing really well um, and getting a lot of things done. 
And then I started looking at moving up to to Fort Collins from Denver, where I was. Okay. And I found uh, a prospective roommate who's also 29 and a student up here. Okay. And uh, we were going to meet up and go for a hike um, just to get to know each other for, uh, you know, a little bit. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is this isn't like a friend. This is like a total stranger. Yeah. Okay. Ran- random person I met through the, the Colorado State um, sort of roommate search thing. Sure. Okay. Um, and so we were going to meet up and it was sort of like, oh, well, let's go for a hike. Let's have a beer. Let's just get to know each other. And, uh, I hadn't been drinking for probably close to a month at that point. Right. And, uh, so when he, when he suggested that, when, when you were faced with the, the, the opportunity to drink, did, did something go through your mind right there or, or what happened? Yeah, for sure it did. And then part of me was like, oh, well, like you can probably go have a beer and, and hang out and you don't want to. Try yeah. to go meet somebody new and be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm trying not to drink because it might be a problem. Um, Got it. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> it's not no. the, I feel the you. Easiest, yeah, it's not the easiest thing to really say to anybody um, yeah. necessarily. And I was like, whatever, like, I'll, I'll probably be fine here. And right. so that was going to be on, like, a Monday and then that Sunday night, I worked, and I was like, "Well, if I'm going to drink tomorrow, like, <laughs> I go out tonight." Yes, of uh, course. You know how that goes, and so, <laughs> so so that night, I went out with some friends to my old karaoke bar, and yeah, and got into it pretty good, and then was was really hungover on that hike. <laughs> okay, as you as you might imagine, yeah, um, yeah. And you know, we we only had like a beer or two while we were up there hanging out, uh, but yeah, then. Then coming back after that and back to work, uh, that's that's when things got got worse. So. Oh, okay. So you you basically gave yourself a month off and then reintroduced it and jumped off again. Is that a good? Way yeah, to yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and went like real hard into it. And I think part of that might have been uh, kind of worrying about changing things up and going back to school and everything was happening so quickly. And I was like, oh, I can't do this like what am i even doing can't uh, can't do what like go back to school and like you know get my life together and, and stuff i think some of that was sort of intimidating so i was like oh i'm just gonna oh i see just, I see. just drink a whole bunch because clearly like uh, i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> like, i guess i see so you're, uh, you you felt like insecure that going back to school like the idea of taking what could be seen as a big step to <clears throat> finish your education and, like you said, put your life back. I don't know how you said it. Get get your life in order. Put your life back together. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the, like that. the daunting aspect of that, you just kind of grabbed it. The old the old buddy there, the the relaxer, yeah. the relaxer. Yeah, exactly. The, you yeah. know, and I I I started to worry. I've always sort of you know had my own mental health issues and was worrying about that and was thinking you know. Like oh, all of this positivity was just like a manic state or something. Like, got it. This is this is not you know who I am and what I should be doing. But so mm-hmm. yeah, after after that, it sort of just turned back into you know drinking a, a whole hell of a lot more. Um, yeah, the regular pattern or regular style, right? Like every day at work, having some yeah. drinks. After work, having some drinks. Hanging with friends, having some drinks. Yeah, it was it was all sorts of that, and then it just sort of progressively got you know worse again. To where I mean, because I would come home from work and I'd it was it's kind of funny because I'd I'd worked at bars that were open till two a.m. for yeah. you know the last seven or eight years, and so I switched to working at the cidery that would close at ten, oh, thinking okay. that would be thinking that would be good for for all sorts of different health reasons. 
Yeah. Uh, but what it did do was enable me to get off work and have time to go to a liquor store. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which which was different. Um, <laughs> and so rather than working till two or three and then maybe having like a drink at work, but then having to go home, I could just come home from work and get a bottle and like sit there and. Oh boy. And not. And not do yeah, uh, and not really do much, and so that I, was. I'm I'm almost disturbed by how tantalizing even you describing that just sounded to me. I don't I I'm still <laughs> it's un- unnerving to me that that still sounds like yeah that sounds great. I feel right? you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. oh boy. Yeah, and so so that sort of picked up steam again and then it just got progressively like really bad Uh, right and that's and and you're describing just a handful of weeks too right yeah and this this is certainly you know represents a a longer problem but this was i feel you the immediacy that sort of made these things uh happen Yeah. yeah so when did your school i guess like when did your schooling start when did you how does how does your sobriety date coincide with moving up to uh where did you say Fort Collins? Yeah, yeah, Fort Collins is where I'm at right now. Um yeah, how did those line up like um so so the sobriety date would be the the 25th right. um of July, right? And then school started roughly a month later. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So were you still down in Denver or or had you moved Yeah, up? Okay. I was I was still in Denver um at the time, and okay. then I, I moved up about two or three weeks later. Okay. Um, which I'm, I'm looking back incredibly happy with how the timeline worked out, because if it hadn't, then I don't know if I'd be doing as well as I am at school right now. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. So. Well, and what do you mean by that? Oh, I mean, if I hadn't, you know, really admitted to to this being a huge problem and, and sought to dealt with that before starting school. Like, okay. Yeah, so just I, trying to do them both at the same time may not have worked for you, you're thinking? Yeah, I, I, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. No, so, knowing me and, and, and who who I was. Sure, I, sure. There's no way. Sure. So what did that so like what did that look like on July twenty fourth, July twenty fifth? Like what <laughs> what did Real it, bad. <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. I mean like I, I if you're comfortable finding your way back to that emotional state. I mean, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to hear I about can, it. I can certainly go back to that. Um, yeah. because it was so like, I guess a week before that, roughly it, it had gotten to a point where, you know, I had like my roommate at the time he, he drank, um, but you know, responsibly or whatever. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, and so he, he would have like liquor around the house. And so I was getting to the point where like I would run out and then I'd drink his and then I'd like refill it. <laughs> and, you know all all those just horrible things that I I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Sure. Um where you where you maybe think you're being sneaky about things but you're you're really not. Oh, you mean you were refilling it like pretending like it you hadn't taken from Oh it. yeah. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and that And so that just led to me buying more and more bottles of that same liquor. Like, yes, of course. Because I could never, never keep it um, yes. where it was, and so you know, I, I remember it was, it was Alto Silver Tequila, <laughs> which is, I, I, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, man, like <laughs> it's not, not great. Yeah. Um, and so, like you know, I would have like a bottle of it in my room, and then I was like waking up, and instead of you know eating breakfast before work, it was like oh, I'll have like three or four shots to. Yeah. to kind of stabilize here and get ready for work. And so what eventually ended up happening was like, 
it just chased a few too many hangovers, um, you know, and whatnot, and had had a particularly bad night of going out with people I know that I shouldn't have and, like, going to their place, and there was, like, drugs involved, and there was drinking, and there was, like... Waking up from that with horrible anxiety and just what, not what, a good place. People you shouldn't have, like, because they are people that you wouldn't want to associate with? What, I, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I guess kind of that, but just people where it's like, I know if I'm going over there, like, I'm going to do, like, I'm going to drink way too much. There's oh, gonna be, I, I see. Like, cocaine or something like that, which I wouldn't do if I wasn't drunk. Like, I've never been somebody that's really into that. Gotcha. Uh, okay. And so, yeah, it was just like one particular night where I was like, oh, this is this is bad. And I I knew it was. But then, you know, you just keep kind of chasing that hangover a bit. And it got to a point where I'm not somebody who would call out of work or not do that. But I called out of work like on a Saturday. Oh, okay. uh, Because I had woken up and I was probably still drunk. uh, Right. Just, you know, mentally anxious and all over the place. Uh, Yes. And so so I called to just be like, I need need a day. Like, I need a mental health day. Right. Um, Because I had sort of talked with him about some of this stuff before. But Right. uh, And then I just, you know, rather than doing anything, I drank that whole day. Um, Right. And then the next morning I had to just sort of text them and be like, I can't keep working here. (laughs) Like, I can't. I can't do this. Like. I'm so not in a good place. Like, so you gotta, just you just quit? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just quit. I was like, you know, I can't like do this. I'm sorry. Like, hmm. uh, but which you, you were still drunk slash drinking when you made that that call? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was 100 percent still on that, and so that was probably like a week before this had happened. So you know, I'm in a in a not great place and I'm drinking too much. And I had sort of reached out to a couple of different people worried that, you know, maybe I was dealing with like bipolar issues or something or what, what kind of people like, like, a... um, friends. Um, and I mean, was one of the people I reached out to. Okay. Okay. So, so been... people you knew who, Oh, sure. And has got his own mental health concerns. Exactly. I see. Yeah. I see. And he's I been pretty open about it. Right. Um, right. And so, you know, Thankfully for for me, he was, he was pretty open about talking about that, sure, um, and suggesting you know talking to somebody about it, um, sure. And then another another friend of mine who was a coworker and you know an ex girlfriend, um, <laughs> who huh. I had sort of reached out to, sure, and she was encouraging me to go into like a crisis center or something to just talk to somebody. Okay, did you um, and did you do that? I did eventually. It took about a week of unemployment and uh and just drinking and being being real nervous about doing it to finally actually decide that I was going to do it. Uh Okay, so friend, this it, this sounds oh, like a yes. real dark week. <laughs> this sounds like a Yeah, real it was dark... uh, it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh not great at all. And it, I mean, it gets worse, but yeah. <laughs> I keep going, please as long as you're comfortable relaying the yeah. story. I I'd like to I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear you say it. Or, you know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it feels feels nice to to talk about yeah, it too. Yeah, because, that's mean, what I mean. I want I, I want to hear hear it in your voice the way this this feels right now because I know when I go over yeah. my when I go over that like dark dark period in my history, I, I there's something that happens inside of me that sucks and I cherish at the same time. So yeah, I'd like yeah. to. I'd like to. I would love to hear you. You you continue please for sure yeah so so i had been talking to this friend of mine izzy um 
frequently and she kept trying to be like you know i'll be the i can drive you there like i can be with you if you if you're worried about it um which is you know great you need that sort of support Um, sure and it eventually you know i think it was like a friday night or something i eventually was like okay like i'm gonna do this yeah and then of course uh i had to i had to drink to get myself to do it of Uh, course no i feel you yeah so yeah. I can remember the uh, the last beverages that I had, which were that night on the 24th, was uh, like five of those double shot minis of like platinum vodka or something. Just terrible. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I had those. And then she drove me um, from North Denver over to Boulder where this place was. Yeah. Um, and I sort of, you know, went into to talk about, it. I didn't really know what to expect um, necessarily. I was, you know, hoping to, just get some advice on like somebody to contact or this or that sure um but then they you know started asking numerous other questions about your your state of mind and mental health and i i suppose i was uh too honest on those um, yeah <laughs> you know no, I, I do know what you and, mean yes yeah and uh, to the point where they were like well we're very concerned about you okay um, and so like we're gonna put you on a 72 hour hold and take oh. you to the inpatient oh. uh yeah, so I mean, it kind of. I, I suppose I should have known that was something that could happen. Um, yeah, yeah. I was kind of caught off bar- guard by it a little bit, especially when I realized that I had to stay there and wait, and then get transferred <laughs> to a different place via an ambulance ride that cost money. So that's oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I wasn't like entirely thrilled about it. Um, obviously, yeah. nobody wants to <laughs> be stuck somewhere for yeah. For that long, especially under those circumstances. Um, and so I eventually had to stay like overnight because they were waiting for a space to open up. Yeah. And so like at four or five in the morning when I'm still drunk, but coming down, <laughs> getting transferred <laughs> to this, this place. Uh, yeah. And I remember very distinctly sitting in the back of this, this ambulance, like, oh, well, this is the end. This is, <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This is a, just a huge bummer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I guess the way, so then I end up getting into this place and it's not even like necessarily just the rehab like part of it. It's like the psych part of it. Um, right. Right. And, and to make matters just even, even more fun, uh, <laughs> the 25th of July happens to be my parents' anniversary. Oh, okay. It's so... <laughs> They get a call from me in this facility from an unknown number when they haven't heard from me in a couple of days. Okay. Uh, so that I can let them know <laughs> just how bad things are. Yeah. Uh, as an anniversary present. So. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I uh I did that and then ended up in there for the uh the seventy two hours and then uh, yeah, came out of it. So. And it was a. It was. It was a mental health facility it wasn't a like a a detox or a rehab facility right so it was kind of i think they had both um i think there was like more of a a detox and and i definitely had like uh you know help with the detox with like different vitamins and different like you know checks on blood work and and other things sure um, going on over the duration that i was there but yeah it was essentially like a psych hold because you know i was in a pretty pretty dark place and they were uh yeah i can imagine you know rightfully rightfully concerned about it so yeah and so okay so you're there for 72 hours and then they just kind of open the doors and say good luck like what how 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 does 
How does it feel walking out of that place a couple of days later? Uh, great. Um, yeah. You know, it's still like weird for sure, but definitely more hopeful than I had probably been in a while. Um, and in terms of, I, in terms of like being sober, right? Like, I mean, I'm going to uh-huh. guess that that was the longest stretch in a while since whatever in June when you had taken time off that you'd had gone that long without putting more alcohol in your system. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause yeah, in June I was, I was pretty good about it. Um, but it was definitely more hopeful in a different mindset because it wasn't like, Oh, like I'm three days out of 30 or something. It was like, yeah. all right, like this is good. And, you know, I, my, my folks and, and friends that are, at least the ones I talked to just immediately are like aware that this is a, a real thing. Yeah. Um, and a real issue. So, but yeah, I suppose, uh, leave, leaving there felt, felt good. Um, in a lot of ways just to, to kind of start trying to live a little bit better, but definitely it was, it was weird. Uh, so what did that look like? I mean, when you, when you got back home after that, I mean, uh, d- describe, describe that aspect, that, that, that part of it. Yeah. So I, I had got back and, uh, you know, my friend Izzy who had dropped me off, picked me up. We went and had lunch and just sort of, you know, talked a little bit and I had made sure to get a hold of my, my then roommate, Paul. Um, and so I sort of came back and talked to him and he was super supportive and just, you know, like whatever you need from me, whatever I can do to help. Like, this is the guy who, I, the guy whose liquor you'd been stealing the week before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's a pretty good guy like sure. that. <laughs> sure. Of course. Of course. <laughs> pretty, pretty for, forgiving. And I mean, God, you know, bless his heart for the last like three and a half, four years. Like he had had to deal hmm. with, with my, my drinking, which was not always as bad as it was at the end, but like, we had had issues where he had had to be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I had, I had, I had drank some of his liquor before, believe it or not. Sure. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so he was, he was really supportive. The folks were really supportive. Um, you know, my brother lives in England and he was trying to call and, and help as best he could. Um, and so that was, that was good. And then my folks were able to come out and visit, right before I moved just for a few days, um, which was, which was nice just to sort of talk with them. So, uh, so, and then you, you, you do return back to the same, <clears throat> to the same apartment, the same house, wherever you were living mm-hmm. when you were like having the, the real dark periods start to kick in. And, yeah. and how long did you stay in that same place before you moved up to Fort Collins? It was just a couple of weeks. Okay. Um, it was, yeah, it was only like two weeks or so. And it sort of corresponded with, with my, you know, then roommate, uh, went back to the East coast to spend like the month with his family. So I was just kind of by myself, but I did have the folks, you know, there for a few days. And then my lease started technically on the first, I didn't come up until like the 15th, but like I could kind of start moving some things and, Mm -hmm. You know, focus on like, oh, I haven't thrown away this opportunity with school just yet. So right. like, let's focus back on that. Um, and that's, I, I guess that, that kind of goes towards what I'm, what I'm kind of trying to lean towards is like, so what did you do in those immediate first days and weeks from getting home with 
I, I'm assuming some of that that positivity was a newfound sobriety, right? Like just physical yeah. sobriety. You hadn't felt that. G- I remember feeling like, oh god, I feel so good. You know, yeah. Like you get that, <laughs> you get that just muck out of your system, and your head's a little bit clearer, and you're like, fuck, that's right. I used to enjoy life. Yeah, um, I used to wake up and not, <laughs> you know, have these sweats and shakes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you were, so you did uh, like describe that physical aspect. Did you reach a point where you had the shakes in the morning or the shakes at some point in the day? And yeah, for sure. I mean, there was, there were days like, cause I I would just be really bad about chasing hangovers for like four or five days in a row of just like, well, Rather than hydrating and eating food, like sure. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drink about this. So during that that detox period in the the while you were being, uh, whatever I don't know how to put it, while you were being watched in the the um, the mental health facility, did you go through any withdrawals? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that like first day in particular, and maybe it wasn't. I I like I didn't really know that that's what that was necessarily. Okay. But I had had I had had days before, and you know even before, like July or whatever, where I would just spend like a whole day in bed, just sweating profusely and like okay. trying to sleep it off, and waking up and sweating profusely for like twenty four hours and not being able to eat and just like yeah, just the worst sort of. And obviously, you know, you know that that's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, probably the results of the yeah, so, you know fifth of vodka you plowed into yourself that morning. But <laughs> yeah, somewhere in your head you're like, I know I'm the reason for this, but I don't want to talk about that. This just hurts. Yeah, ex- exactly. You're like, I just want to get through it. <laughs> Come out the other side. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had I had a little bit of that in that place for sure, yeah. which was just coupled with like. Well, and and you had horror. and they were watching you, right? So it wasn't like you yeah. were just sitting alone in a room. Like there was people checking in on you, presumably. Yeah, presumably, exactly. I guess I don't know what the facility's like. I hope that's what they did. <laughs> yeah. No, um, it was just solitary. They just throw you in. <laughs> say good luck. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, they had like a staff of nurses that would yeah. check your vitals like every so many hours or whatever. Sure. And I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah, alarming because you know the other people that were in there. Some of them had taken various, very serious attempts at their own life. Yeah, uh, I feel you. That were visible. Um, yeah, and so it felt very. I mean, the whole experience of being in there was like time stood still for for seventy two hours. Very, very, very bizarre and disorienting. Um, yeah. Well, and and so yeah, like you said, you you when you get when when you're allowed to go home or when you get out when they're done with you. <laughs> And then, (laughs) and then you, you know, you return back to your life for the most part. Like what, how did that feel like knowing that you had just spent that time in that, in that, you know, you were basically in there with people, like you just said, like they were, it was frightening what you'd seen those other people had gone through. Like, yeah, it was, it was frightening to see it. I definitely had a better perspective when I left having, been around you know other people and realizing like well maybe i'm not too far from some of the stuff that they had just done yeah um in my own life and like thank god that i'm not i wasn't in there because of that like yeah granted it was it was a hold but you know i was there because i i went there you know initially and yeah. it wasn't because of something completely horrifying no i uh, I, I i appreciate that yeah um, yeah, so there was there was some like relief in perspective from that, but also like a realization of like, yeah, I mean, this is this is serious. Um so, you know, treat it as such. Yeah. And 
I guess that's that's a that's a question. So how how long did that sense of like this is serious? I got to hold on to this like sense of this is really serious. Like did did that stick for? I mean, has it stuck from that day forward, or or have you yeah. noticed? Did you notice a relaxation of that? Right, like that. That's kind of where I'm. I'm asking. Like you return to your house, you turn to your home, and you're you know you're basically alone again right like your roommate was gone right and you had a couple of weeks where you're just basically eric alone in the world like how <laughs> how did that i mean that would be the time for relapse i guess is where i'm yeah I'm sorry, I'm dancing around and i was very fortunate like i said my folks were already debating coming out and like driving out just to get out of out of boise for a mm. bit and just come see me anyways. And so that was, you know, a quick thing that happened, like just a week right away, right afterwards, they were out there. Um, so I I had them to talk to, I had friends to talk to, and then I had this move to get ready for. So essentially I was able to, you know, just throw my entire purpose into getting my, my house ready and getting my school stuff ready and, you know, trying to stay focused on yeah. that, which was nice to have something immediate. It was nice not to, you know, be going back to the same bar like right away or something. Well, and um, yeah, and and so how how has that unfolded for you? Right, I mean, you moved, right? So you you were right, and you know, you're still in Fort Collins. I mean, you're in school, right? So I, I yeah. assume you're going to be up there for another year or two. No, actually, I. <laughs> oh, funny as it is, I um. I left school back in, in 2012, I guess it was. And uh-huh. as it turns out, incredibly close to graduating. Um, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Granted, it was, you know, a, a philosophy major, okay. um, which, you know, is completely worthwhile, I'm sure. Ah, no, um, it's great, man. I love philosophy. It, it is. Oh, I, I love it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but part of the reason I left initially was I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Um, <laughs> sure. And so I was able to find this this minor in geographic information systems, which is something I've been interested in, and my mom actually does a bit of. Okay. Um, and so that's just like a minor that I was able to pick up and finish. I only needed two philosophy classes to uh, finish. Oh, that's terrific! So you're basically about to graduate, is what you're saying? Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be done in May. Uh, <laughs> well, good for you. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's it's wild. Like, I talked when I talked to like the advisors, even been back in June or whatever and, and told them I was thinking about coming back. The lady was like, Oh yeah, you're really, really close. Like, oh boy. You should probably, you know, do yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I had, I had that to, to look forward to and, and get ready with. So, but, um, so you, I, I guess where I was going with that though, is you, so you basically, you moved, I mean, so it's a new environment. <clears throat> it was already mm-hmm. on the docket, right? It's not like you moved because this all happened and you just needed to get the hell out of Dodge. So right. it's just a happenstance or a coincidence, a happy coincidence. Um, yes. <laughs> but um, I guess, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to articulate like what, what about the last six months has made you continue to hold on to the need to not drink, to, to be sober, to stay in this, this mindset, as opposed to when June passed and you're like, eh, sh- eh, you know, I might as well have a beer with this guy. Right. Like, I mean, has there been any, have you, have you noticed any like change in philosophy as you approach your life that, that you can articulate? Yeah, actually. I, I think definitely for me, a big thing is just having like 
I mean, it's so weird to say this given the the pandemic and everything going on because it's so hard to to plan anything for the future um, when you don't know what the hell it's going to look like tomorrow necessarily. Um, Sure. But I would say, you know, for like the first time in my in my like adult life, certainly I felt like, you know, I had a reason to work towards the future and that, you know, I wasn't just going to like off myself or something, you Hmm. know, as the end goal. You know, I had some things that I wanted to work towards and, you know, I had seen what happened when I didn't take this seriously and was like, oh, I can probably have a few or something. And yeah. Like, just how quickly it reverted back to like, well, it doesn't matter. Like tomorrow doesn't matter anyways. I don't really care. Got it. Um, so like my philosophy on that has changed to the point where, uh, where, where Jake, who, you know, um, <laughs> he, oh yeah, he even yeah. mentioned something the other day that he's like, "Yeah, you haven't been nearly as negative the last six months. It's very weird." Interesting. <laughs> so, it, yeah, even, even just your friends have noticed that you have a a, a more positive outlook. Yeah, that, that, I mean, I'm still a, a cynical bastard in in most ways, and yeah, you know, I've I've grown up that way. Um, and yeah, I, I am that way. That's but. interesting though, because I would never really describe you as a as a as a storm cloud dude right like you always i mean i can appreciate that i i also wasn't hanging around when you would get shitty i mean (laughs) (laughs) right you you were smart enough to check out when that was oh yeah i mean that's the only way i survived being around comics is like well i'll check out when it starts to reach that point anyway so i yeah i i I was unfamiliar with that part of you but i would have described you as an upbeat you know positive guy so it is nice to, to to know that that or at least hear that that's like part of what's been infused back in your personality as your friends are recognizing. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I, I will be the first to say like, I'm a, I'm a fun person to be around and yeah. pretty sociable and yeah. try to always have a smile on my face. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's very much an outward appearance. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, I, I've got a, a bunch of that myself. I, I, I can relate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in the last, you know, since you've been in college, since you've been back in college and in the last six months of, of sobriety, has there been any moments or any uh, opportunities or, or however you want to describe it where the idea of drinking crossed your mind as a maybe a good idea or a potential thing you could do since you just finished a busy week and it's Friday night or something like has uh, I mean there's there's been a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's ever crossed my mind that it would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um sure. Uh I've been pretty aware of it not being, but I mean there's definitely been times like I've gone um skiing with my roommate and his friends and they'll have, you know, beers while we're up there and stuff mm-hmm. and that was something that was like a huge thing, you know, like Oh, sure. I mean, God, I had it down to like the three L's of skiing for me were the the lot beer, the lift beer, and the lodge beer. Got it. Uh, <laughs> you know, like there was a routine to this, and it was like, you know, a thing. And a lot of me worried a, a lot about like, well, would I be able to do these sorts of things? So, how did that go? I mean, how did that? It, how did that it go went for well? You? Yeah. Like, I I just brought like a soda water or like a like a yerba or something else that I could have. Mm-hmm. Um. To just, you know, because I don't want to be like, oh, I can't even be around it. I can't be around it at all. But well, and like, that, that is more what I, I'm I'm getting at. Like, so how did that mm-hmm. feel being around your, your buddies engaging in that and, and, and not just you, but how did you feel about, like, did they notice that you were not, not joining in? Yeah. So that was, that was definitely like a big, I worried about because like I, I thought about trying to find like a, a single apartment or like getting mm-hmm. out of this. At least there's something because, you know, it's like 
you don't want to be like, oh yeah, by the way, like I can't do that anymore. I'm a sober person. Like mm-hmm. I know that you vetted me and we're friends and you're excited about like having beers and stuff. But, uh, but I mean, my, my roommate's been real cool about it. Yeah. Um, so did, really did supportive. you, did you, yeah. So did you wind up having a conversation along those lines? Eventually. Yeah. Initially it was just more of like, ah, oh, I'm going to not, you know, for mm-hmm. the sake of school and, Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, I want to get, like, started on the right foot. And I didn't necessarily, like, come out with it right away, um, which is, is, like, a weird thing to to think about and process. But, like, eventually we sort of talked about it. And he was like, oh, I, I had no idea. Uh, good on you. Um, yeah. How did I that like, how did that conversation go? I think that's a that because I, I that's a sticking point for for I was going to say a lot of people, but I'd say for everybody is that, yeah. that conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was it was like a weird one, and I, you know, that's another thing that I think has changed, just being a bit more candid and honest yeah. about how I'm feeling about things and stuff. And it was pretty much just a, a conversation of like, yeah, no, I mean, it was a, it was a real problem. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he's like, well, I had no idea, but good for you. Like, that's awesome. I'm glad you're doing well with it. So yeah, and um, you and you experienced what basically everyone experiences is like. Other people don't really give a fuck, right? Yeah, like you, other people you put don't yeah, you you put a bunch of weight on it, and you're like, oh god, I don't want to admit this to someone, and they're like, oh cool, good for you, and then they move on yeah. with their life, right? Yeah, and then and then we move move on, and yeah. like occasionally he'll laugh because you know once once we got done with that hike and we're sort of sitting down, we cheers, and it was like here's to many more beers between us, and that was the only one we ever had. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so he like sort of sort of laughs about that. But, sure, but I mean it's all on a all in a positive way, and so. You know, it's it's nice also that he's in he's also in his last semester of school, um, and so we're both pretty focused on that. Yeah, uh, I feel you. Well, and, I mean, and, he'll he'll still drink and have beers and stuff in the house and yeah. and whatnot, but it's not been an issue, um, which I was worried about, and I've been you know pleasantly surprised and proud of myself um, also that like it really hasn't been a huge huge draw like i'm enjoying sobriety so much more than than that and i know where that leads so it hasn't been yeah it hasn't been maybe as hard as i thought in some respects but there's definitely still times where it's just like the passing like like the holidays i'm stuck here and it's like god Mm. i'd love a bottle of wine right now like yeah this and that but i I remind myself of of where i was and what that was like um and in in some ways i'm happy that i had that that hold and everything so it could be so stark and real to be like you know yeah you can't downplay this like this is this is very real <laughs> yeah no I, I i do know exactly what you're saying um i mean if if, if you i'm gonna put you on the spot how, how would you describe like your outlook on life and and your sobriety compared today compared to june and leading into when that whatever you want to call that little period kicked off like how what what deep inside of you feels different if anything ah the the mindset just for sure of like you know because in june it was like oh well i i because i had initially was like i'll do this like 90 day challenge thing Mm -hmm. and that would put me like right to when school is starting and Mm -hmm. it was like oh that seems reasonable like get a hold of it and get back to, you know, responsible drinking, whatever the (laughs) the fuck that means. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that was always, cause I had done like maybe a month break here or there. And it was always like, Oh, like quarter of the way there, halfway there. And it was like a, 
like a contest or something, yeah, knowing were, that there was a finish line. Yeah, you're were, you're were marking you're marking dates on a calendar. Exactly. Yeah. Like legitimately crossing off the dates, getting yeah. ready for that first weekend when it's like, all right, like, oh, yeah. and you're just like losing immediately uh, <laughs> in that. And so, so this time around, you know, it's it's not a like, oh, well, we'll see, you know, if I can make it. It's more of a like, no, this is what we're doing now, and like you can you can think about other things and yeah, you know, address other problems that you haven't been and yeah be a bit more be a bit more honest about it so well and here's a question i i um well okay first off have you have you sought out any other like support group kind of thing like 12 step work or even looked into that in any way or is it is it i've i've stayed away from that one the i i've i've listened with this podcast before (laughs) the (laughs) the religious aspect of things is not yeah, no, it's a, that's a, it's a legitimate problem or concern or beef or obstacle, right. however you want to word it. But, but um, so yeah, so you you haven't experienced the uh, what's the way to put it? Like the lack of with the pandemic, it's been hard. If you if you have yeah. any connection to it, it's been hard anyway. So oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, because there was a part of that seventy two hour thing was like you know they make you set up to go do. Oh, you know, talk oh. to a counselor, talk to a, sure. a psychiatrist and other things. Um, and so I didn't go for any of the 12 step stuff or the group stuff because mm-hmm. I mean, there just isn't that option right now anyways. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily feel like that's maybe right for me. Um, yeah. Just in general, but I did, I did get professional help in other ways yeah. um, with seeing a counselor and seeing a, a psychiatrist. And part of that 72 hour hold was, you know, I wasn't bipolar or anything, but did get diagnosed with just like severe chronic depression and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, a sure. you know, anxiety disorder. Yeah. Um, sure. Which makes just a ton of sense. And so sure. did you continue, so I, did you continue in counseling after getting, you know, over the last six months? I did for about the first month. I think I'm going to look to get back sure. into it. It's just so hard to find like the right person. And I agreed. And I really, and I'm not, I don't enjoy the video chatting. Oh, I feel you. And I'm not meaning to put you on the spot. I just, I just wonder. Yeah. yeah. No, um, that is something I think about, but then also one thing that has been, you know, big for me and I realize is not, you know, for everybody is I, you know, got medication just like a little bit for the anxiety and depression. Oh, okay. Taking like a, yeah, which I, had stayed away from and like in the facility i remember one of the intake nurses was like while you're here just take the pills it'll make it go by quicker yeah Uh, (laughs) which is kind of hilarious in some ways thinking back to it (laughs) um but i didn't because i was like you know i have a pretty addictive personality like that seems to be an issue here so maybe don't yeah but you know afterwards i at least considered it and tried it out and i'd take like a a small amount of like a generic lexapro okay um, yeah yeah which which I think has helped like dramatically um, in a lot of ways. And I think that's helped keep me away from going back to it is, uh, you know, a lot of it was like a, an anxiety relief. Yeah. You were, you were, and, you were self-medicating to some extent, oh, which, which most of the max, <laughs> most of us who wind up having an issue, you know, that is part of it. It's, it's just right. a self, it's a way to feel better or not feel so bad, I guess. Yeah. I think I like the way not feel so bad. Yeah. Um, at least in the, the temporary. And so <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. that's, that's, that's been very helpful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, to the point where like, I, I was kind of candid with my, my roommate about it and how like, cause I eventually showed him like a stand up video, uh, mm-hmm. that I had done, <laughs> which, 
I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to do that again. He was like, well, you seem like you have no problem being funny and being like that even without the liquors. So, okay. You know, yeah, that's it. And so that, so that felt good to hear. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't, I hadn't, I mean, I just take it for granted that nothing's going on in that regard right now anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, do you, do you still like, how do you feel about getting back up on stage? Uh, I mean, assuming that that's something you want to do some more anyway. So, yeah, I actually did one socially distant show back in September. Okay. Um, so a couple which, months in. Yeah. A couple months in, which, you know, it was at a brewery and then they were like, Oh, and you can have free beer. That's your thing. Right. I was right. like, Oh, well, you know, I don't do that anymore. Right. Um, you lose that drink ticket currency. Um, well, no, then it becomes your way to like show off to the other people. You're like, here, let me give you my drink ticket. Yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Score, yeah. score points with the other people. <laughs> yeah, or score points with the bartender slash manager who's just going to use your drink tickets anyway. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're me, but 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 how did that go? It went it went well. Like it was it was definitely different. I tried some some sort of new stuff and yeah. I mean, it was weird. I really haven't been doing stand-up yeah, I, since I left Boise, anyway. Yeah, it's um, it's tough. The whole thing is tough. Pandemic yeah. or no, it's. I mean, you you're entered a big city where you're no longer, you know, in with everybody. So yeah, that's a tough thing. I I remember going with Brett right when I uh, okay. first got down to Denver, and we went to some open mic. And, yeah. You know, the two of us had to sit there for like three and a half hours. Yeah. To, do jokes for the other two people that were still yeah, there. And I was no. like, this is just awful. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, yeah, I didn't, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel you. <laughs> but that's good. But, but, but more to the, the central issue there of like, mm. you were able to feel comfortable in your skin on stage again or, or yeah. even still. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I actually thought back to, uh, to something and this part of the reason why I was, you know, listening to the podcast and why I wanted to reach out to you about it was, uh, you know, back in, in comedy days, uh, mm-hmm. the long, long ago there when you did the, the little Dr. Haas show. Oh boy. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I remember you had me on there and oh, that's I, right. yes. w- I was hammered for sure <laughs> while I was doing that, like completely. And like, you know, I was very good at holding my, my liquor and stuff to uh-huh. the point where friends would say like, I can tell if you've been drinking. I can't tell if you've had two or 20. Right. Like you just don't, you don't change. You don't really show it that I, much. Yeah. Yeah. That seems but, accurate. Yeah. And I, I remember after that, you sort of laughing and saying something along the lines of like, that's why I didn't know about having you on here because like you don't show anything. You don't let anything out. Like, Oh, sure. You know, there was something like that. And I, I that sort of stuck with me about how like, yeah, I was just hammered and kind of, diverted from any issues yeah uh, yeah that, just I, all around. I had that with a handful of guys who, who i brought on that show yeah uh, lo and behold there's a pattern there <laughs> <laughs> yes, thought, yes 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 you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh dr haas knew but i was just being kind <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't force somebody into anything you yeah know, so well um, I, I i have one last thing that i wanted to put you on the spot about um okay which now that sounded very clinical uh <laughs> Just so, I mean, how do you feel now? I mean, obviously, right this second, I could tell you you're you're full of vigor and and good to go, and life is good at the moment, at least, or at, uh-huh. least at least you're presenting that way. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what what crosses your mind, or do you spend time thinking about um, the idea of just never being able to drink again? Like, does that how does that uh, sit with you? 
Yeah, I, I do think about that a lot because, as I'm sure you're very familiar with, people mm-hmm. always have asked, like, mm-hmm. oh, is this going to be a permanent thing? Like, sure. do you see yourself going back to it? And for right now, I don't like mm-hmm. at all. And, I've you know, part of me is like, oh, what a bummer. But at the same token, it's like, you know, I've, I've lived that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a friend of mine who was sober working at the, the cider I worked at, he sort of laughed about, he's like, it's like if you're a football player and you eventually wake up and realize that you've scored all the touchdowns you really need to score. Like, hmm. I'm as good as I'm ever going to be at this. I don't think I need to keep doing it unless you're Tom Brady and you're an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> eventually it's like, do I really need to keep fucking putting myself out there like that? Like, no, I, I don't. And yeah. I mean, God, you know, last last semester I got, you know, like a 3.8 or something or yeah. Or whatever, like, you know, doing really well in school and finding a stride and things that I like. And, you know, I've dropped weight and, uh, yeah. you know, I go skiing now and it's like I can ski a whole day without, like, collapsing and even, like, <laughs> drink or something, you know? Like, there's just, yeah, there's so many immediate and, like, tangible benefits to it that I'm like, I really don't see myself needing to go back to it. But, yeah. I mean, that easier to say now whilst I can... Yeah, well, you things. Know. Yeah, I I do know what you're saying. Like it, it, right now, things are so positive. It's easy to be like, yeah, why would I? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, looking looking back to where I was six months ago to this day and where I am now is is in, in, like really cool. Like I <laughs> I try to give myself a lot of credit for it because I, I mean, I you should. I mean, it's <laughs> it, 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 again like just the idea of reaching out in the middle of this pandemic and maintaining six months of sobriety in the middle of this, finding it, going for it, staking with it. I mean, that, that is commendable in and of itself. And, and honestly, I didn't know, I mean, I thought maybe there was a chance. I thought that you'd get on the line and just be like white knuckling. Like, yeah, this has been (laughs) fucking shit, dude. (laughs) That's why I needed, I needed a doctor. I I didn't want to pay. So I figured I could do this with you. (laughs) So it is, that's terrific to hear. And, and I'm, I, I am happy for you. I mean, I can tell that you're, you're feeling very good about life and, and the decisions here that you've made, you know, uh, I, I know when I, when I finally like hit it, you know, when it finally clicked for me, I was like, yeah, this is just what I got to fucking do. And yeah, and it, there's definitely been a lot of that. of just like, I mean, this has got to be, be who I am. Like, cause otherwise we see where it goes. And you know, staying positive is easier too. I've had like a couple different friends reach out to me since all of this. Cause I've tried to be pretty, hmm. pretty open about the experience yeah. um, with the people in my life. And I've had, you know, some people reach out and ask me about it and kind of open up to me, which, you know, if there's any way to pay it forward in that respect, like yeah. me having people there to listen to me when I was drunk and hysterical, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy how much that helps. So, yeah, well, that's, Awesome, man. That's just awesome. Um, I, I, that, that's all I really, all, you know, not that I had an agenda, but those are the things that I, <laughs> I wanted to bring up. I don't know if you had any more, you know, parting words. I, I, I you know, you've listened to this <laughs> enough to know, I, I generally ask about like your state of spirituality back then versus today. And, and actually, why not? Do you have any sense of spirituality that you, you care to, to, to relay, even if it's a lack thereof? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's mostly a lack thereof. Sure, uh, sure. I've never really been been much of one for that. But, sure. Uh, no, me I neither. That's that, why I, that's why I find it so weird that I get fixated on it. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, well, it is a fascinating thing to think about. It yeah. is such a big 
thing for a lot of people mm-hmm. going through it to find that. And I would say maybe, you know, going back to the positivity thing and just mm-hmm. the general like outlook on, on like, I just am, am trying to be less cynical about things. And, yeah, you know, I, I grew up with that and that runs in my family. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, trying in spite of everything to keep a better outlook about it and be like, oh, no, there's a lot of a lot of good stuff to be doing uh, and you can go do those things. Like it's not, yeah, not I, something that you're, you know, cause I think before I just be like, Oh, well I'm a piece of shit and I'm a drunk, so I'm not going to be able to it. do that. Like, you know, and, yeah, so. I, and there's a, there's a way to look at that spiritually if, if that, if you're so inclined, cause I mean, yeah, like you just said, you're not beating yourself up and, and denigrating yourself. So much. yeah. And just trying to give myself more credit and a little bit of self love. <laughs> like, you know, absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Shit, shit's so rough right now everywhere. Like, be good to yourself. And, you know, I I want to preface all that by saying, you know, I'm extremely fortunate to be in a financial position where I can do these sorts of things and mm-hmm. have have folks that help with that. Um, yeah. Because I've been looking for, like, part-time work and having just a hell of a go with that because nobody wants to hire anybody part-time. And there's just a lot of other factors that I I realize my own you know, fortune and privilege with, um, no, I, I don't and, want to get any of that twisted, but no, and it, it is, it is excellent to acknowledge that, but it's also important to recognize that it's still your life, right? Like it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it, and you do. And, and not taking that stuff for granted is, is terrific because, you know, take advantage of what you can to keep yourself healthy. Yeah. As a, as a friend of mine said, who's kind of going through some of this now, he's like, uh, cause you know, I was saying about, you know, having pride and not wanting to, yeah. you know, have to ask people for anything. And his response stuck with me. It was like, well, the world's full of people that were way too proud who haven't fucking done anything. So, hmm. uh, you know, don't swallow. You, you take the help you can get and take advantage of it while you can. Um, that, that's perfect. I like that. Yeah. That's a perfect way to end this, man. I, I Let's end yeah. it on that. <laughs> I like All right. it. All right, Eric, thanks so much for talking to me. Yeah, man. It's been great. It's been awesome. Um, okay. Drop.